0: Traditional wisdom says that people with ADHD have lower IQs. Is it possible to have ADHD and a high IQ? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host, and with me today is Dr. Kevin Anschel. Dr. Anschel is an assistant professor of psychiatry at SUNY Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York. He is the director of the Adult ADHD Treatment and Research Program and is a clinical psychologist specializing in the treatment of ADHD. He has published widely on ADHD and learning disabilities. Welcome to ReachMD.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Now, Dr. Anchel, can you tell us what the conventional wisdom is about ADHD and IQ?
1: Yes. I think in the general population, I think there is a notion that ADHD is associated with a lack of intelligence or individuals with ADHD for one reason or another are viewed as unintelligent. And I think the conventional wisdom is that it's very difficult to have ADHD and a high IQ. There's been a lot of research that has looked at intelligence and IQ scores in individuals with ADHD and on average the individuals with ADHD have an IQ nine points lower than the control participants who were in the same studies. This does not mean that the average IQ in ADHD is a 91. In fact, it means only that compared to the control participants who have been in these other ADHD research studies, the individuals with ADHD have a lower IQ, albeit usually in the average range. But the conventional wisdom is that it's very hard and quite rare to have ADHD in the context of a high IQ.
0: But you've studied this population extensively. What did you find about IQ in ADHD patients?
1: Yes, and I think, again, if you look at the conventional wisdom um, that exists out there, the populace, um, I think you'd be surprised to know a lot of it is opinion-based. There really isn't a lot of empirical evidence to suggest that ADHD can't exist um, in the context of a high IQ. So, to help to address this issue in the research domain, we recruited 141 children with an IQ over 120. A third of these individuals had inattentive and hyperactive impulsive symptoms that crossed the threshold into being representative of ADHD. And two-thirds of the individuals did not. And the average age of the children in the study was about 10.5 to 11 years, plus or minus three years on each side. And so we were interested in knowing if all children who have a high IQ are inherently inattentive, impulsive, overactive, because again, conventional wisdom, you know, would indicate that any individual who does have a high IQ and is in a sense over impulsive is simply in an unstimulating environment or the impulsivity is simply a function of their higher intelligence. So we recruited a large group of individuals with a high IQ and separated them as a function of ADHD symptoms, um, those who met criteria and those who did not meet criteria. And our results would indicate that the groups are really quite different in that the individuals who have ADHD or meet criteria for ADHD, despite their intelligence, really don't look a lot alike their high IQ control participants or the individuals who don't have ADHD. So, for example, about a quarter of the high IQ ADHD individuals had been academically retained. Uh, in other words, they had to repeat a grade. And we compared that to our control participants who did not have ADHD symptoms and less than 3% of them were academically retained. We also looked at ADHD in first-degree relatives, in other words, mom, dad or any siblings of the individuals and in high IQ control there was about five and a half percent of the mothers, fathers and or the siblings had an ADHD diagnosis when in the high IQ ADHD groups almost a quarter had an ADHD diagnosis. We also looked at impairment and other domains, than academic or just the history of it in the family, and we looked at co-occurring psychiatric diagnoses. Compared to the high IQ control group, the high IQ ADHD group had a much higher rate of mood disorders, including depression, anxiety disorders, including generalized anxiety, OCD, and simple phobias and also oppositional defiant disorder. These were all much higher in the ADHD group compared to the control group. Our research would suggest that it is possible to have ADHD in the context of a high IQ and that individuals with ADHD in the context of a high IQ really do not look or act a lot like their high IQ control peers who do not have ADHD. So we concluded that this provides evidence or the validity of ADHD in the context of a high IQ.
0: If you're just joining our discussion, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Kevin Anchel. We are discussing ADHD and gifted children. Kevin, can you get an accurate estimation of IQ in a severely ADHD child? That's
1: a great question. I'm going to defer to the research on this, and in general, the research would suggest if you had an individual with ADHD or a child with ADHD who is untreated, in other words, they're not on any type of a stimulant medication and isn't receiving any kind of psychotherapy or accommodations, and then you would administer an IQ test to that individual, and then you re-administer an IQ test tested that same individual after they have been treated for the ADHD, the increase in the IQ score is generally in the range of five to seven points. So you do get an increase in the individual's IQ score when they're treated for their ADHD, but I don't think the increase is as large an increase as a lot of people would think. And in fact, the increase is usually within the confidence intervals of the IQ scores that were administered originally. In other words, it's within the realm of expectation. And so are you able to get an accurate estimation in a child with ADHD? I think the answer to that is yes. Is it going to be completely accurate if the individual is untreated? I think the answer to that, again, is most likely no, but it's an underestimate that's within the confidence interval.
0: Now, IQ is certainly a heritable trait. Is ADHD genetic in basis as well?
1: Yep. ADHD is one of the most heritable psychiatric or developmental conditions that we have, second only to autism. Autism is more heritable than ADHD, but ADHD is a strongly heritable condition that tends to run in families.
0: We sometimes hear that very bright children are just bored in school settings, as you've mentioned, and and misdiagnosed as having ADHD. Given your work, is that true?
1: You know, I think our data would suggest no, that not all children who have a high IQ are inattentive and not all kids who have a high IQ are impulsive or overactive. And I think if you look at a lot of the ancillary conditions that tend to occur with ADHD, like oppositional defiance disorder, major depressive disorder, these aren't things you see in all individuals with the high IQ or all children who are incredibly bright. And so a youngster who is inattentive in school, you know, I mean, I think it would be important to have that youngster assessed as opposed to just assuming that um, the individual is inattentive just because they're bored. And again, our data would suggest that not all individuals with a high IQ and not even a majority of the children with a high IQ are inattentive in school settings.
0: To children that do have the combination of high IQ and ADHD, have unique psychosocial problems. It sounds like they certainly have more problems, but are they really unique to this subgroup of patients?
1: I think the answer to that is no. I mean, I think individuals who have a combination of high IQ and ADHD have a lot of the same psychosocial problems that you see in average IQ and ADHD. Our own research would suggest it's a lot more of the ADHD that's a contributing factor in any impairments they have compared to the high IQ are these areas of difficulty that the high IQ individuals with ADHD have I mean again I would suggest that our data would you know would indicate they look a lot like average IQ individuals with ADHD and so we don't necessarily consider them to be unique as they look a lot like average IQ ADHD.
0: So in the school systems and parent groups, they tend to call these kids twice exceptional, having high IQ and ADHD. It sounds like we need to think of them really as more ADHD kids.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the ADHD piece is more likely what's causing them impairments and more likely what's causing them difficulty in their day-to-day functioning um, compared to the high IQ. I mean, the high IQ may in fact act as a buffer for early areas of difficulty in the academic domain, at least. But um, when we looked at their relationships with their peers, their relationships with their parents, their co-occurring psychiatric conditions, having a high IQ was not a buffer, that's for sure.
0: Okay. So it sounds like we need to aggressively treat their ADHD first.
1: If it is impairing their functioning, absolutely. If it's impairing their functioning with their peers, in the academic domain, with their parents, yes.
0: And then worry about their giftedness maybe later. I think that makes sense. Any other treatment suggestions for those of us that do see these kids in our practices?
1: I think an important thing is, you know, I mean, to not write off ADHD as an entity um, in individuals with a high IQ. I mean, again, I think there's the conventional wisdom is that ADHD is associated with a low IQ, and I think as Clinician, I know, I've, I mean, I've had interactions and discussions with other clinicians who say, you know, um, how can he have ADHD? He's got straight A's in the classroom. Well, I mean, I think, again, ADHD has the potential to impact your functioning in other domains, and our research would suggest even though their academic achievements was in the average to above average range, a quarter of these individuals were academically retained you know, because they weren't getting homework in on time, um, and these other domains, including you know on the relationships with peers, relationships with their parents, were more impaired than the academic domains. And I mean if you are of the ilk that ADHD, um, if an individual has A's in school, they can't have ADHD. I mean I think you're going to be overlooking other domains of functioning that are most likely impaired, and the impairments look a lot like average. IQ, ADHD impairments.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. Sure. We've been discussing ADHD in high IQ children with Dr. Kevin Anshul. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at reachmd.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening.